How is it possible that my home, my sanctuary, was violated by a stray bullet? Before I knew it, there were the multiple gunshots going on. I hit the floor as fast as I could and yelled at my husband to do the same. It's something I never thought I would have to do in my house that I've lived in since 1998. Back in February, residents of a Plano neighborhood awoke to gunshots early on a Sunday morning. We are demanding an immediate end to short-term rentals in our residential neighborhoods now. The gunshots came from a party being held at a short-term rental right down the street. This was just months after police broke up a brothel operating out of an STR a few miles away. Now, residents of Plano and other cities all across Texas are pushing back against short-term rentals in their neighborhoods. I'm Bailey Friday, and Texas wants to know, what's next for short-term rentals? Okay, let's start with the basics. What is a short-term rental? Those are homes that are rented out through services like Airbnb or Verbo. These properties have become increasingly popular in recent years, and their locations have caused quite a bit of controversy. How have short-term rentals impacted the character and the livability of the neighborhoods? I've moved here 26 years ago, and I had a lot of colleagues across the United States who lived in places like San Francisco and, and Philadelphia and Houston. And I told them I was moving to Plano, Texas. And they said, two questions, where is Plano, Texas, and why would you want to live there? That is Bill France. He's the leader of the Plano chapter of the Texas Neighborhood Coalition. And at the time, I had three very young children. And I said, um, the reason I'm moving to Plano, Texas, I, I said, it's a great place to live, but I wouldn't want to visit there. There are no mountains, ski resorts here. There's no oceans. But what it does have is great character. It has safe neighborhoods, great schools, a diverse population, and it's a great infrastructure. It was well-designed. And one of the things that makes it so nice to live in is the zoning. The Texas Neighborhood Coalition, if you haven't heard of it, is an organization that's worked with many Texas cities, including Fredericksburg, Dallas, and Arlington, to regulate short-term rentals. So the Texas Neighborhood Coalition is a grassroots organization with chapters across the state. We began here in Arlington, where Jessica and I both live, and after we succeeded in getting our city to step up to the plate and get short-term rentals out of residential neighborhoods, other residents from across the state found us, and now we have 10 or 11 chapters across the state, and our mission is to help those residents who want to preserve their neighborhoods for long-term residents against an invasion of short-term rentals. That's David Schwarty. He and co-founder Jessica Black have dedicated themselves to regulating short-term rentals in communities that consist mostly of single-family homes. I have the good fortune and the bad fortune of living close to Cowboy Stadium. It's single-family residential, has been zoned at for ages. I moved here over 30 years ago. 
And in that late 2018, uh, I discovered to my horror that five of the 80 houses in the neighborhood had been turned into many hotels. And it was obvious. We had cul-de-sac choked with people. I had neighbors who couldn't get to sleep on the weekends and whose young children were learning all sorts of new vocabulary from the pool across the fence. And the worst thing was, we no longer had neighbors we knew and trusted who lived in those homes. We had total strangers. So we got active with the Arlington City Council. Hundreds of us showed up by the end of our campaign, persuaded the City Council to enforce a rule that was already on the books, banning rentals of less than 30 days. Jessica had a issue in her neighborhood too, Jessica. Even though I'm not as close to the stadium as Dave, we had three short-term rentals pop up in my neighborhood within the course of a year. I have a husband who travels for work. I'm here by myself with young girls. And it got to the point where, you know, if they wanted to go ride bikes or walk the dogs, the answer was no, because today's point, we didn't have neighbors anymore. One of the other things our group is focused on is there have been several bills filed in the Texas legislature over the past previous sessions that would have preempted cities' ability to regulate or zone short-term rentals. And so that was really one of the motivators for joining with these other cities because going down to the Texas legislature as just residents from one city may not get you very far, but when you're working with residents from various cities across the state, you have a lot more power in numbers. While Jessica and Dave were working in Arlington, in Fort Worth, the city council passed a new ordinance in February. The new law is essentially an extension of the city's old policy. That's Rachel Barrett. She's a government accountability reporter with the Fort Worth Report. Before the city started going through the process of considering revising its law or its ordinance for short-term rentals, short-term rentals were not allowed under the ordinance in residential areas that were not zoned for commercial or mixed use. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that there were not short-term rentals in residential areas because there certainly was, and that's part of what prompted the city to reconsider it. But under the new law, that stays the same. So short-term rentals are still only allowed in areas zoned for mixed use and commercial development. The main change in the ordinance is the requirements that were put on legal short-term rentals. So now there's this registration process. Those short-term rentals have to pay an annual registration fee. They also pay hotel occupancy taxes to the city, which is a source of income for the city's culture and tourism fund. Um, and then there's some other restrictions on them. It's a pretty long list. So what steps did Fort Worth take to get to this final ordinance? It has definitely been a journey for them. I would say, you know, sort of as they began the process of rethinking this ordinance, they came up with, oh, it's been a while now, but I think it's about three or four different options that they sort of presented to the community as, hey, these are some of the potential changes that we would like to make in our short-term rental ordinance. So they took all these sort of four options and sort of took them to the community and said, hey, what do you think of this? And that came in the form of sort of neighborhood meetings. It also came in the form of sort of like formal feedback meetings where people could come to City Hall and voice their opinion on which option that they liked best. Um, and so that was sort of an extended process. 
When it comes to regulating short-term rentals, activists say community input is vital. I've lived in Plano for 26 years, and the neighbor behind us just sold her house. And she said uh, it was, we had met the new owner, and he said he bought it for his in-laws. And my wife was in Colorado visiting our daughter, and there was a frat party basically happening in my backyard. And I said, I don't think that's their in-laws. So I looked uh, up and I said to my wife, I don't think you're allowed to do this. This is Plano. Because she sent me the VRBO listing for this house. And it mm. said, this home is a six-bedroom house, which it was not. It's Sleep 16. It had pinball machines. It was obviously set up to be a destination home. Catherine Burns is a longtime Plano resident. She says she and her husband have gotten to watch the neighborhood transform over the decades. My husband and I purchased our house in November of 1992. So we've been here 30 and a half years. We've watched the neighborhood change from original homeowners from when it was built in the mid-70s to what it is now, which is a mixture of older retired individuals to families with young children. And I've watched over the last three, four years, three STRs move into our neighborhood right next door to us. I am a proud Oakwood Glen resident and we, my husband and I bought our house in 2018. So we've lived here a little over four and a half years. So we have loved being part of this community and specifically on the Cannes Street. Resident Lauren Dykes also has experience with short-term rentals in her neighborhood. So for short-term rentals for the Oakwood Glen neighborhood, we have three specifically on our street. I have one catty corner to my house, and there's one that is about six houses down across the street from me that we have coined the party house that has recently been in the news, a party that had a shooting as a result of it as well out of that. And then there's another one down the street that hasn't had a lot of buzz in the news, but definitely has been a source of nuisance. And so uh, we have been privy to some noise complaints, just some extra cars on the street, and it's a, a safety concern. Lauren, when that happened with the shooting, what was the feeling? I mean, could did you imagine something like that ever happening on your street? No, absolutely not. And I can tell you also, I am the daughter of a retired police officer who served in the city of Plano for 36 years, specifically in the Crimes Against Persons Division. And so I heard stories about this and I never envisioned it happening on my street where I live. And so when this was happening in my down the street, basically my front yard, this was something that I never expected to happen. I was woken up to the gunshots at about 1.50 in the morning. So that was that was hard. That was definitely not something that I expected to be in my neighborhood. I already mentioned the brothel operating out of a different Plano short-term rental. Police made two arrests in September at a home on Las Palmas Lane after they received tips over the summer about a sex trafficking operation. So what is your experience with short-term rentals and how do you feel about them coming into these neighborhoods? My biggest concern, not only from the noise and the, and the party and all of that was the fact that the emergency vehicles couldn't get into our neighborhood. Uh, had there been a fire, that was going to be a concern. And certainly our neighbors, who are older than my husband and I, it should something have happened with one of them, we couldn't even have gotten an ambulance in. 
Um, and we have a fire station not a mile away from us. So it's not been a pleasant experience at all. There's been late night parties. They have a pool at that house, loud music and screams and just the whole thing. I've had uh, fireworks being shot off in the front yard of that home. I've had exploded fireworks in my flower bed, front flower beds. I've had scorch marks on my lawn. So I'm not happy. So what are some of the biggest challenges facing the short-term rental industry moving forward? When this conversation started happening in the city, a group of short-term rental owners formed um, what they called the short the Fort Worth Short-Term Rental Alliance. So that was a group of short-term rental owners who sort of, you know, tried to get together and speak with one voice and advocate for, you know, this industry that in some cases for some of these folks, you know, is the, is the primary income source, right, for their families. And so since this new ordinance was passed or this revised ordinance, I should say, was passed, a lot of those folks, you know, really see it as a loss, definitely, for their, you know, group that they're advocating for. They've said that it's going to make it much more difficult to attract tourists who prefer short-term rentals to the area. And it's put a lot of their properties in doubt, the status of their properties in doubt, which I think, you know, obviously causes some stress for them. Do y'all have any kind of message, anything you want to say to property owners who rely on short-term rentals as a source of income? We have data from various sources that, that, you know, they scrape these platforms and they'll look at the listings and they can show you how many are entire homes versus how many are, you know, somebody running a, a guest room or a guest house in the backyard. It is a small, small minority that are those, you know, private rooms at a home. The majority of listings are entire homes. I know in Dallas, over 50%, there's there's a large percentage that have more than one entire home. And the data even shows that the majority of those self-identify as living somewhere other than Dallas. So while Airbnb may have started out as somebody running a spare room for extra cash, over time it has changed. It has become a much more commercialized activity. And and that is where the growth is happening. If you look at this data, it'll show that the, the number of people running a private room has remained relatively flat. The growth in the number of short-term rentals has come in these pool houses operated by investors that are buying multiple homes to do this. For the small minority that are actually individual homeowners doing this, they can still use their homes to generate income. They just have to rent the rooms for more than 30 days, 30 days or more. It's not a short-term rental. And uh, short-term rental regulations only apply to rentals that are uh, less than 30 days. I'm Bailey Friday at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thank you so much for joining me on our podcast, Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was produced by Chris Blake and Savannah Jones. Original music by Michael Eisenstein. Editorial support from Cooper Mall. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.